You're listening to The Wet Spot, hosted by Passion Poet, a safe space for our tears, sweat, and sexuality. Passionate Words Editing Services is a one-stop shop for all your editorial and authorial needs. We take your book from conception to completion, holding your hand all along the way. We provide manuscript preparation, several levels of editing, book formatting and typesetting, including cover design. And we even assist you in uploading your finished book to Amazon. At Passionate Words, we believe that words are a writer's currency. Let us help you spend yours wisely. Contact us today on Instagram at passionate.words.editing or by email at passionatewordsediting at gmail.com and let us start you on your journey today. Have you come for news, tools and interviews about and for writers of the Caribbean and beyond? Well then, welcome to Sea Woman Chronicles, the podcast with me, Sandra Seeley, your host. I'm a Caribbean author, multi-genre writer and blogger, and I'll give you an idea of how this will work. You can typically expect these three segments. First, Sea Woman Speaks in two parts. I'll answer a writing question from you, one of my podcast or social media subscribers, or choose a topic. Then you'll hear our world writing news roundup of crucial news bites. Next, I'll have a guest spotlight with an international expert in a related area, or you might hear from a trailblazing Caribbean writer. The last part is a featured writing op with all of the details that you'll be able to find at my blog. So come join me twice a month for Sea Woman Chronicles, the podcast. There might be a bonus episode or two with behind the scenes or something special. And so you don't miss anything, be sure to follow me. You can follow the podcast at Spotify, Apple Music, or any of the main areas or platforms that podcasts can be found. Thanks for tuning in. Do you want to become a sponsor of The Wet Spot or to donate to help this wet spot go further? Well, here's how you can do it. If you want to become a sponsor of an episode or several episodes, you can hit me up at The Wet Spot Podcast, one word, The Wet Spot Podcast at gmail.com, and we can discuss how you can become a sponsor. If you want to donate a love offering or some just a gift, to the erotic empire and the wet spot itself, hit me up in my PayPal. Just send a, just send something to paypal.me. That's paypal.me slash erotic empire. One word, paypal.me slash erotic empire. I just give a love donation. I would really appreciate it. And that will help the wet spot and the erotic empire go so much further. So thank you so much and let's get wet.
In this segment, I want you to get comfortable as I read one of my pieces. Because the words, the words may move you. They may inspire you. Who knows? They may even get you wet. So sit back and listen. Telepathy. Let me spread your cerebral cortex slowly and dick you down with thrusting thoughts that grow stiff, hard like granite, at the anticipation of entering you, filling your mind with my words, where your mental walls stretch with the fullness of my thickened contemplations. Our telepathic connection is strong, mind fucking with no hands, nothing tangible. But mental gymnastics bending you over with ease, testing cranial labia for moisture with penetrating phrases. Mm. Your mind is wet. So let me tease you a little more. I want you gushing. As our intellectual intercourse goes deeper with each roll of orator's tongue, going down inside your perceptions, making you cream with my ministrations, sharing mutual intentions with the fluidity of lovers changing positions. Let us share mental images that will make a psychiatrist blush until we can't take any more teasing and I must get inside you as my mind strokes yours from the back and our connection grows stronger as synapses fuse as our conversation continues building in intensity slowly at first but then quickly building up some speed till the need to climax becomes overpowering sweat dripping or flexing mental muscle resisting the release straining not wanting the connection to be severed until there is no more waiting, and spermosaic sentiments spurt from stiffened reason into mind opened by prolonged deliberation. Now, for the gestation. Welcome again to another episode of The Wet Spot. This is Passion Poet for another week, and I am in the beautiful um i am in the beautiful presence of sheena lv and i'm just i'm actually here looking through her book right now and um i oh you all know me as a poet right so when i see words and i see words like these trying to find the one that really caught my attention a couple minutes ago give me a minute people because there's so many there's so many things in here (laughs) But you see this? You see this? This is part of obsession. And it says, this is not the beginning, but it says, all night we go, entangled, entangled by flesh. Fill my cave with your answers. Clinch to my misgivings like apologies. And sunrises of I miss you. Ooh. Oh my God! That was so awesome. Sheena! <laughs> Hello, welcome, welcome, welcome. And let me tell you, I have, 
I am a lover of words. But you see, not just words alone, but when you can use metaphors and twist words like that, fill my cave with your answers, clinch to my misgivings like apologies and surprises of I miss you. That is a beautiful way to use a simile. I am impressed. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. You know, the inspiration behind that um, was just my my love, my love. I, I'm a loving person. So, you know, I, I really like to dig deep and, and get those words across meaningful. So I'm glad they meant so much to you. Well, let me tell you, definitely, like, there's a reason why we connected. Like I said, um, we, I was checking you out. So I saw that you are not just a poet, not just an author, but I see, I see, um, sexual educator and a business owner as well. So there's a whole lot of different, uh, fields. And I, you know, that got me Pete, that got me Pete. So I really want to know like, what got you started on that journey? Um, well, it started about almost 20 years ago, growing up in a small indigent, um, neighborhood in Northwest Indiana. And I, I, even as a young child, I noticed the need for economic strength um, in our culture um, mm. that is not around us so much. And so, um, but those around me felt as though, you know, there was no other way out. You know, when you grow up in a situation like that, people kind of feel like this is what it's going to be, but mm. I wanted more. I had to have more. So, you know, when no one wanted to do anything uh, productive, it was, you know, my green light to say, you know what, you may not see a way out, but I do. So I became a closed off person. I just began throwing myself into learning and writing and creating. And that's how I formed um, my businesses, um, which all kind of boil down to speaking to the feminine and women. So, you know, I just didn't want it to be a statistic of my right. upbringing. I wanted to do more. And that was my driving force. Well, I, I, I definitely understand speaking to the feminine um, as I, uh, because that's basically what I do. Um, I feel honored to be um, a divine masculine honoring the divine feminine, right? Because um, my whole, people come onto my pages Right, so they, I'm my my focus is poetry. My focus mm -hmm. is spoken word and erotic poetry. People come onto my pages and they associate. They, they they immediately assume that there's that that's all there is to it. That it's just um it's just another another guy. Maybe he's good with words versus while where another um I'm good with words versus another guy who isn't. But this is just another guy wanting to get into your parties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's true. I ain't gonna lie. That's true. I, 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 as a man, I, but that's not all, right? I can lie. I mean, yeah, if, yeah. But no, seriously, it's not. It's not just that. My goal, really and truly, when I boil when it boils down to it, is speaking to as just as you eloquently said, speaking to the feminine and. I've seen a, a whole lot of um, situations where women have to, if you talk about divine feminine and divine masculine, women have to be in their masculine a lot. 
and they have to be in their masculine. They have to be, they're the go-getters of the household. Sometimes they're the people's running the household because there's no man around or whatever, or even if he is there, or even if that's not the case, women have done a lot over the years to get themselves to a place where they are, they are, you know, they go and get what they want. Is This is not 1950s anymore, right? Right. Um, so I get that. There's, I, I feel as though in the, in the sense, in the, in the, well, let me use the word struggle, but in the struggle to be seen as valid, I find sometimes that women lose that sense of femininity, not because they, um, not because they don't want to be, but because in the situations that they have, they can't be, or or because feminine versus masculine. Masculine, and I'm talking energies now for people who want to jump on my throat. Mm-hmm. Um, the masculine energy is a go-getting energy. It's an energy of logic, an energy of let's see how we can fix this. And women and men both both have both energies within them. Women, because they have to run households a lot, they're running businesses, they're doing all of these things. They're running mm-hmm. families. Mm-hmm. They have to be their masculine a lot. They have to. They have. They have problems. They have to sit down and figure out how to fix those problems and go go and get the solutions. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where where is the where is the space for a woman to be feminine? Where is that space? Uh, and and so my whole my whole concept behind my my uh, my company, the Erotic Empire, of which. The um the erotic empire of which the the wet spot is uh, is a subsidiary. So that's the that's the podcast arm, if you want to call it, of the of the erotic empire. My whole purpose is to allow you, um, to give you the space to be feminine. So when I come to you and I drop a poem, yes, I want you wet. Yes, I want you feminine. Yes, I want you to come become a rose. On one level, yes, I want you to go and find a man of fucking. But mm-hmm. on but on the other hand, underneath all that, I want you to feel. I want you to feel, and I want you to sit there, hold, close your eyes, listen to the words, and feel. Feel like a woman again. Don't you don't have to be a CEO all the time. You don't have to be a. a, a, a you understand? You don't have yeah. to do these things all yeah. the time. And this is what I'm, and this is why I like. Um, I I have no problem whatsoever with. Women getting what's theirs. Go for it. I'm going to stand behind you. I'm going to be supportive all the way. But there must come a time. There's balance. There's yin and there's yang. There must come a time that you mm-hmm. get aside to put aside the CEO and pick up the laundry. Put aside the business suit, pick up the laundry. And it's not laundry necessarily for your man either. It's laundry so you feel sexy. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I, I, I totally agree. And, um, I want to spin off of that because women don't realize how important that is. And I know it's so easy to lose ourselves in the hustle and bustle of every day with the children and work and kids and, you know, everything. And, but in, in return, we are forgetting who we are as women and, you know, 
like the saying goes, if you don't use it, you lose it. So, you know, you have to remind yourself and stay mindful of who it is you are and be that feminine woman. You know, I mean, you're working all of that, like a passion poet just said, you know, you can't always be the CEO. You can't always be the boss. You can't always be, you know, running and going back and forth. You have to stop at some point and say, okay, I have to do something for me. I have to feel good for me. And and like you said, it doesn't have to be for a man. Do it for yourself. Make sure you're always feeling beautiful within yourself. Cultivate that femininity because the problems are going to always be there for all of us. Mm-hmm. But how are we taking care of ourselves is what's important. And, good, and the thing about that as well is you do it for you. Or let me put it another way. Mm-hmm. Somebody has said, you cannot pour from an empty cup. Right. So when you fill up your cup and I, as your man, get the overflow of that, we are both happy mm-hmm. versus, versus you pouring all the time into me. And God forbid, I am not reciprocal, reciprocal and I'm not pouring back into you. But so let me be one of those, um, let me be one of those guys who just takes, takes, takes. It means that you are going to constantly be giving. I will be being filled and you will be empty. What's going to mm-hmm. happen with the empty cup? Empty cups break. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. So in a situation like this, this is why we have so many broken people. Because of course, because broken people break other people. Hurt people hurt people. So when you're hurt, you lash out and you hurt other people and and the cycle continues. When does it stop? Right, right. And that's the issue. That's why we do what we do. Um, That's what owning she is for. We need to get to put a stop to this um, never ending cycle. If we can, you know, we have to try and do everything we can to just become one with ourselves. Um, that's the main thing, uh, becoming one with ourselves and just be that be that lady, you know, for, for yourself. And if you are with a partner, for your partner as well. Agreed, agreed. So as you were saying, um, this is what only she, owning she, owning she, sorry, owning she is about. Um, mm-hmm. So what got you started with that particular journey? Um, Well, I always wanted to talk to women um, about, I guess, how we view the world and our perspectives. Mm -hmm. And so Owning She focuses on adult and real life content, and it aims to uplift women and men, actually, to be their full selves without restrictions and judgments and anything holding them back. You know, men and women both should always feel sexy and liberated and seductive and still be able to maintain class in the process. So I want women to see their mishaps and work on them. You know, for instance, how to speak with two men in a calm manner, you know, in um, a feminine tone. You know, I know, like we just said, working and, and having so much to do builds that masculinity, but to feel better within yourself, you want to be calm and be feminine um, within yourself. And, you know, and, and that's all that owning she is. I talk to about real life issues as they happen to all of us. Um, and so the queen persona is what I always say. You know, we should always feel sexy, pretty liberated and have that high queen persona at all times, as well as no know, knowing when to take a back seat. 
you know, and allowing the guy or the man to lead um, in a situation like that. So, and all of this can be achieved by, you know, sexual knowing, knowing yourself again Mm -hmm. and functioning from the inside out, you know, so podcasting, it's, it's, it's my baby. I, I always, I always say experience is the best teacher. So like most advisors advise from, you know, pretty much what they've learned in a book. But for me personally, if I were to get advice from someone, it would be from someone who has been through the situation personally themselves. So, you know, I don't get involved in the technicalities of things and people. I I like real people. So um, by me having life experiences, I am able to reach out to a lot of people and they can feel that we all go through the same things and we are here in this together. So that's why Owning She was birthed. I, I, again, I totally relate to that. I can totally relate to that. Yes. Because I, I know that there has been over the years, there's been like the Me Too movement. There've been other movements in the the Caribbean and in Barbados. There was one called Life in Leggings, right? Which basically, um, you, you, the, the, the underlying premise is that you should be able to wear whatever you want to wear as a woman without okay. feeling the need to be harassed, right? Mm-hmm. Life in leggings. And of course, the Me Too movement. I'll, I'll give a story. Um, in my Erotic Empire group one, one day, I wanted to be funny. Mm-hmm. I wanted, I'm the host. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the, uh, I usually tell people I'm the emperor of my empire. Mm-hmm. And so I want, you know, I'm engaging with my, with my, with my people. And I, so I did this, I wanted to give a, you know, a, a scenario that would make people laugh. And I said, so tell me about your first sexual experience. I'm expecting to hear something, something similar to my first personal sexual experience where I was so green that um, just before I left, I got married. I got married as a virgin, so this is uh, my honeymoon story as well. Mm-hmm. But um, when my aunt, just before I was getting married, my aunt said to me, um, "Oh, she got pregnant on her wedding day." So that frightened me. I don't want to get. I don't want to get my wife pregnant right you know, right away. We have plans to like you know gel, get to know each other before yeah. baby, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Fast forward to the night of coitus, first time ever. And this is supposed to be a magical time. You know, if you're if you're if you're listening to uh, romance novels and watching romance movies, you know. And mm-hmm. I got so afraid when I was about to come that I pulled out. So that magical time of consummation where where the ejaculate goes in, the sperm goes in. And you're connected and you could feel it. You know, mm-hmm. I feel it leaving, she feels it. That was broken because I pulled out. Mm-hmm. And so I laughed, you know, afterwards, we, we're no longer together. We're divorced now. But over the years, when we think about that time, we've laughed. We laugh. And I remember, you know, she always would, 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 um, would chide me or, or, you know, jokingly chide me about that story. So. <laughs> Yeah, so that so I'm looking for that kind of story when I tell people, okay, let's let me hear about your first time. 
what ah. yes so what shocked me is like 90% of the women in my group said something to the effect of they did not want to talk about their first time because it was not consensual and that hurt that wow. hurt that hit me that hit me in my chest I oh. I couldn't be, yeah I know because I'm like I mean I you you always talk about you always hear about white privilege you talk you hear about white privilege and all this all the time but the, that brought male privilege to the fore for me like in a serious way mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. It, it made me feel so I honestly felt really I, I don't even know depressed not just dep- I felt, that hurt because I didn't expect I you know then when I finally started talking to women you know like I again male privilege came to four the I am a man I can buck my shirt and I can walk around without a shirt no one cares but if you you walk you know you walking around and you have on something that isn't even revealing but just that you look uh, appealing to whoever's passing you know, there's the cat calling and the thing. My my friends told me, oh, you don't even know the half of it. I walk through town with earphones in my ears and not because I'm playing music, but I am trying to, I don't want people to, 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 to harass me. So I'm pretending to listen to me. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, uh, sometimes, though, I, I will say sometimes, you know, you don't want to be bothered. You know, you put mm-hmm. the headphones in because some people, you may not be in a talking mood that day. So I, I am guilty of that. I, I have done that in the past for sure. Because <laughs> they said to me, they said to me, um, because I've also been on the on the opposite side of um. You see a you see a good looking woman, and you genuinely tell her you look nice, and then she snaps your head off, and they're like, "What the fuck?" Right. But after having conversations with them, it hit me. You might be genuine, but on the other hand, you are the thirtieth person who have said who has said to her how good her smile is, and she mm-hmm. should smile. And you're mm-hmm. and, she's, and she's and you just said she's not in that kind of mood. So even although you are genuine and you're coming over in a gentlemanly manner, the fact that the twenty other twenty nine people have come before you, and most of them are not being genuine, and most of them are not being gentlemanly. They're just mm-hmm. being like, "I want fuck you." Mm-hmm. It, it makes you do, you don't want to deal with anybody. Who has a penis? You don't. You don't. It's so true. It's so true. You really don't. And what happens is, you know, like you said, the first 29 were not gentlemen. Like, so by the time you get to the 30th person, it's like, you know, I'm not even in the mood, even if at number one, I probably was in the mood to be hit on by 30. It's just not working for me anymore. So, yeah, I get it. Yeah. And so, so really and truly, the idea of, um, the idea of the word is not coming to my mind. Platforms. Why did that word not come to me? Anyhow, the idea of platforms like yours and mine is is absolutely necessary because it is it, it 
one, it gives women permission. And I say that with a grain of salt. I know you don't need permission from me to do anything, but it gives women permission to be feminine. But it also, I'm hoping, allows men to be in a position where they can be taught or to learn this is how you approach a woman. This is what women want. And sometimes what women want is just to be just left to be alone. They just need the space, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. because I'm a man who loves women and words, not always in that order, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, I, I, I get it. I love, I love women. And I, one of my taglines under my, um, my spoken word persona is that I worship women with words. My goal every time I write, every time I read, every time I perform a piece is yes, I want you to feel sexy, feminine. I want you to feel it. But ultimately, you know, the same way that people leave their day, you know, know, what's happening at home and they go to a performance and they lose themselves in that performance. They go to, um, they go to, let's say they like jazz, they go to a jazz club or even if this, or they like dancing, so they go to the club. Well, all of those things, all entertainment does, or one part of entertainment, is to just block out the real world for a bit and allow mm-hmm. you to just exp- express yourself. So yeah. when I when I'm in a when I'm in a performance, my goal is to do the same thing. You're coming into my space, and I want you to forget the CEO, forget. Um, forget all the hustle and bustle and, sh- and stuff like that, and just yeah. you know when I, I when I was performing a lot more, it was <laughs> it was like I used to find a woman, even if she had a man or not. If she had a man, I used to be like, I'm I'm boring your woman for five minutes. Is that okay? You know, all part of my act, and then I would lay, like literally kneel on the floor, hold her hand, and and perform the poem directly to her. And mm-hmm. I and I knew I knew that that had an impact you know the, the, I live in Barbados and 98% of the, the Barbadian populace is black so um, I hardly you know, I see white people but I see white people like every once in a while <laughs> but that what I mean by that though is that it is very poignant for me when I'm performing to somebody of a lighter hue and I see them blush because you can't see black people blush too often um, yeah. you know, but when I when I'm you know whatever and I'm performing and the white people are blushing and I'm like, oh, it hit home. So you said it's twenty eight percent and ninety eight percent, almost all black. Okay, okay, because I I thought I, I was like what? <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. It's it's ninety about ninety ninety yeah. Something like 90, 98 to yeah, ninety five to ninety eight percent. Like we're wow. like completely. It's like I'll give you a job. The white people exist, and you know, um, obviously, right? And we are, um, but they they are the usually the business owners of like the high businesses and stuff like that. The the big businesses are usually owned by by white by, by white people. To right. the point to the point where one year I saw a white police officer and I stopped in my tracks and I am like, what the hell am I seeing? This white man, this white, this little white boy that don't know that school, he's a policeman. Like mm-hmm. I've never seen a I've never seen a white policeman before in my life. Like not in Barbados. You know, because they don't they don't have they don't have those kinds of jobs. 
Wow. <laughs> Talk about cultural difference. Wow. <laughs> no. So I have a I have a I have a joke with my queen. Um when I see when I'm around um, tourists, mostly mostly when you see like people that are usually tourists. And so I take a, a, a I take a, a, a photo and I and I show I show it to her and I say, Hey look, a great person, she's out of her she's out of her um she's she's off the reservation, you know, or or you know, she I, she makes a you know, make a joke because she's uh, we don't. We have obviously we do have white people who live here in our pages and stuff, but the majority of us are not are not white. So um, it just is a joke, you know what I mean? Because I love, I just love people of all colors. But um, now let me get into this book, though. Mm. Let me get into this book. Like seriously, I I mean, poetry is my baby. I love poems. And like I said, as I started the the um, I started the show, you know, with with this with this point from obsession. Um, what got you? What got you into writing? What got you writing into writing in general and writing poetry specifically? Um. Well, I got into writing because well, my writing actually started as poetry as a young child. Um, I was an advanced writer, so poetry was the most simplest way, but yet the most effective way to write my feelings out. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I graduated with that as I got older, um, you know, just writing more so often. And a lot of times even uh, current day when I'm reciting my poetry, a lot of people call it, I guess, professional or deep or wow, you know, that really made me think. And that's the exact expression that I want. Yeah. That is what I live for. So, you know, again, just I started writing as a form of expression, mm-hmm. you know, and like I say, growing up being um, where I'm from, I struggled a lot with that. I guess you call it the middle child syndrome, the black mm-hmm. sheep syndrome of the family. So, you know, I, I I grew up where my ideals, my ideas were told that they were stupid. And, mm-hmm. you know, nobody really wanted to hear what I had to say. So I took it to the pages. I just wrote, 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 wrote. And then as I began to grow older, it became it became more, you know, seductive and erotic and more adult like um, because I became I, I grew into the woman that I am. And I said, you know what? I want to write erotic. I want to write how I feel, how sexy I feel, how sexy women should feel. And this is the way to do it. So I'm going to go ahead and put it on the pages. And people really love the stories and the poetry. So, you know, it's 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 been a journey, but I love it. I love it. Yes, believe me, I, I relate to that so well. I relate to that so well. The same, same thing here. Writing, writing is a form of expression, was a form of catharsis for me. And then I started... Then it was then I um, realized women existed, <laughs> and then my poems changed, you know, for the better, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I tell people all the time, I am passion, and passion isn't always sex. Passion is anger. Passion is sadness. Passion is passion is intensity, and I use mm-hmm. intensity in my work, whether I am writing poetry, while writing sex, sexy poetry or not. Mm-hmm. But I love a sexy poem. I love a sexy poem, especially when you perform that piece 
and people respond in the way that you expect them to respond. Um, yeah, I remember there was a time mm-hmm. I was performing one time and no one moved. No one moved, no one, no one clapped, no one moved. And I got scared. I was like, oh, shoot, what happened? And a friend said to me, no, 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 you were on stage, so you couldn't see. He said, I was in the audience, and I saw when the legs closed. I saw when the, I saw when the knees got tighter, when, the, when, she, when she had to clench because she was probably getting close to orgasm listening to your words. Mm-hmm. You couldn't see from up there. You couldn't see from up there, but they were being, the reason they didn't move was because if they if they took one step, they were probably gonna have an orgasm in public. So yeah. I was like, oh, okay. I could I could live. <laughs> yeah, they were um quiet because they were in the moment, enjoying the moment. <laughs> I can live with that. I can live with that. Yeah, so what yeah. what are what were what are your what are your what do you think is your greatest achievement as a writer? Um well I would say my greatest achievement as a writer, my greatest accomplishment at this point has been the relationships I have built, um, the community, um, the family dynamic. I have grown as a writer and I'm still growing. Um, And simply the fact that I write at all, I say like, you know, it was hard for me to even share how I felt with the world. And so that is a big feat in itself. And um, I have been awarded you know, since I've been writing, you know, so many different opportunities and platforms because people like to hear what I have to say and I'm trusted. And, you know, most importantly, um, the biggest thing for me as a writer and probably for all writers, but I know that when we all leave this, you know, human experience, our words will live on forever. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. to me, that is just a huge accomplishment because coming, like I said, coming from where I'm from, I would never think I would be here. I know you. I know exactly what you mean. That's true. That's true. If I could go back and tell my 14-year-old self, because 14 is when I started writing poetry. If I could go back and tell my 14-year-old self that at 42, you will not only be known locally, but internationally for your poems. You will own two businesses and you will have at least six books on Amazon. I would be, my 14-year-old self would be like, ah, no. Who? No. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's true. And people do know you. People know you. Your show is very well known. Um, And uh, I've actually run into other people and other podcasters. And, you know, when I invite people on my show, I have a a link that they go to to fill out, you know, their availability and whatnot. And Mm -hmm. I've seen um, a a few ladies actually who have been on your show in the past. So I'm like, wow, you know, people really enjoy the content that we do. You know, the adult world is necessary. It's not going anywhere. It's here to stay, you know, so all of the uh, judgy people, you know, it is (laughs) what it is. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And that is for, that is for anybody who works at Facebook, those who work at Instagram, those who work yes. because I we ain't gonna get into this topic no, but this gun I will try my best not to start this topic, not to get on a high horse or a platform. But you see this censorship thing, I jeez, mm-hmm. it is annoying. I mean, you know, you put something up now on Instagram. I have to be like even more careful what I put on Instagram now. It is so annoying because yes. I, want, I want to be free, and I mean, and and I keep telling. 
everybody, and I say this to anybody who works at Instagram, Facebook, or et al. I do my own vetting. Mm -hmm. Nobody on my page is under 18 years old. You do not have to kill my story or my post because somebody, and if they see it, to be quite honest, I ain't going to lie. Yes, I understand child porn and all these things exist. But if they Mm -hmm. see it, truth be told, I am open enough to have frank conversation. I have to. I have to. And the thing thing about it is also, you know, um, to not uh, interrupt, but Mm -hmm. the kids are already, they know. They already know. I mean, the internet is alive and well. So, I mean, it's not, it it won't be anything they they don't know. You understand. It feels to me like these people like Facebook, uh, Instagram, and, and all these different uh, places, they are trying to close the cart. They're trying to close the stable when the horse has already left. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, oh, no, no, we need to protect the children. Listen to me. I have two children. I have two teenage sons, okay? Mm-hmm. My, 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 they're 16 and 13 years old. Mm-hmm. Believe me when I tell you the conversations we have in our car um, minus their mother mm-hmm. if she were to hear them she would probably freak out <laughs> but they're necessary those but dad and son them. conversations are so necessary exactly I'm driving and there's somebody peeks up somebody's um, somebody peeks up in the back um, daddy what about do women really like do girls really like when you um, they, I can't remember how he put it um when you when you stick them in the butt or something like that. Basically, he he was asking about anal sex, and I was like, in the back of my head, I'm like, where the fuck did you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he heard it somewhere. <laughs> I'm like, where the fuck did you? Okay, but I you know I kept my cool, and we had a conversation about it in the car. I'm like, yes, some women do like it. You know, mm-hmm. some girls do like it, you know, we have, because they know what I do for a living. Then they're, they're not going to be, it is, it would be remiss of me. It would be amiss of me. Okay. Yeah. To, to be who I am, to write what I am, to write what I write, and then be so afraid of my children finding out or being that, uh-uh, no, Th- which is the reason, for example, why, um, if you want to find my books, um, you, 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 uh, uh, although I probably might redo them under, Passion Poet, because that's my sort of business name. But you can find the books on Amazon with my my government name, Robert Gibson. And most people, most people, when they write erotica, they write erotica and they hide under a pseudonym. Mm-hmm. I am not one of those people. I am oh, not. Oh, good. Right? I love, I love me. I love women. I love sex. I mm-hmm. have no qualms whatsoever. Is standing up and telling the world that, right? Mm-hmm. To the point, I mean, my parents still think that I write porn, and my and I'm supposed and I'm supposed to write a book that they can read before they pass into the next life. That's they made me promise that I can write. That I should write the book. Just tone it down for mom and dad. And exactly so, right. Yeah. I'm like, man, but that's no fun. That's no fun. Oh my god. No. But isn't it at the same time like even with my writings, I 
I have not expressed that to my parents and I didn't want them to read it, even though, you know, we're all adults, but it just felt like, I don't know if I really want you to read that. But I mean, if you want, go ahead. Well, yeah, I mean, I didn't have a problem with it. It's just that I think, how did they find out? I mean, I think I, I think they, my second book, I remember that by the second book, um, I was featured in a in the local newspaper. Mm-hmm. And, I, and that's when my dad, that's when they realized that I had written another book because they knew about, they knew about the first book, Erotic. But when I wrote Seduction, um, I didn't tell them for that reason. I just was like, nah, let me, let me, let me, let me spare them, you know? But, yeah. but I was invited to come to do a, uh, to, to do a, um, a feature in the Sunday newspaper. And then the feature was the cover feature as well. So it was on the front cover of the newspaper. As soon as you open the newspaper, bam, my face is in there. So of course they're going to find out, you know? Mm-hmm. And, I, I mean, it is what it is. I've been on stages performing pieces. And then I, me and my mom had an argument like four months after one of those performances where she said somebody in the audience was a friend of hers and came home and said to her, I heard your sons at, at the Hilton performance doing this. And I'm like, mm-hmm. but, but I'm at the stage where I'm like, I am an adult. Yeah, I am and I can and I will defend myself. So yeah. I have no problem whatsoever in what I have done. If you are ashamed of it, well, that's at you. But, but I, but I, I mean, at the same time, too, if anything, I mean, how the hell did we get here? So you know about what we're writing. So don't act all brand I'm now. Just, I'm just, <laughs> you know, like I get people, it. Just, people, people just give people just get me with that sometimes. 2 a.m. reflections. Again, mm. I'm not going to I'm not going to read the entire thing. Um, so I'm I'm telling you who are listening to me. To go and look for her uh, near the end of the show, I'll I'll have her tell you how to find the book, right? And these are teasers for you to get the book, right? And um, you know, so I, but this again, I am picking up pieces because I am a lover of this form of writing, these the poetic form, and using metaphors and similes are my favorite uh, literary mm-hmm. devices, right? I want to wrap my legs around his inhibitions, embed visions of my body into your memories and display my ambitions in every position. Jesus fucking Christ, that's awesome. (laughs) That is my favorite line from that poem. Oh my gosh. um, Wow, that's one that I that I had that that memory it took me back to a memory and Mm -hmm. the words just came out and so that's why I named it 2am reflections because Mm -hmm. it was probably 2am when the situation happened and (laughs) I just was like you know what this was amazing but I wanted to get that on paper because um yeah that's how I was feeling at the moment it was inspired by a a 2am rendezvous (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's how I, that's how I write too. Like people always ask me, people want me to like because of the business that I run. I'm trying to find ways of getting my words out there, um, and I'm trying to think of ways that would inspire you to 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 hear the words, love the words, and want to go and find out where you can get the books. Mm-hmm. So I'm here like trying to figure out ways of getting that done. Um, but you know, and. and 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 when they put stuff online, 
you have, I, I realize that you have to be able to, you, you, you obviously have to love poetry. You have to love people. You have to love the twist and turn of words to be able to get this level, this level of writing, right? Because I've, I've been speaking to some people and they had said to me, I tried to connect with a couple businesses. Um, okay, I write erotic poetry, so I'm trying to connect with somebody who sells stories. Um, and they don't like, they literally look at me and they said to me, my audience is not going to understand these big words. Mm. And I'm like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to take that because one, the words aren't that big. And two, it's like, but because I live in a world of words, words, words swim around me in like, if it's, if this was a cartoon and I had, and I had powers of word, you would see like, you would see um, the alphabet spinning around my fingers when I walk, you know, like, that's just mm-hmm. how it is. that's how it is for me. That's how it is for most poets. But mm-hmm. you know, people people keep people come to me and ask me about the rawness of my pieces. And that's like, how do you have to de- how do you deal with people when they ask you about the rawness of how you write? Um. Well, I just kind of tell them that I say it like it is. I give it to you how it came to me. You know, I um. That's the purpose of the poetry to write exactly how you feel, and um, I, I mean, no, no one really actually. Well, I had a few people actually feel like you know, well, that's a little bit much, but I really don't care, you know. <laughs> I, I write what I feel, you know. We're all adults, and it, like I say, if you don't like it, then don't buy it. Don't turn, don't pick up the book. But my hope is that you would. But people more so enjoy that rawness. Um, from my end, you know, they appreciate like, hey, you know, she said, I can't believe she said it, but she really did say it. And it mm-hmm. it did something for me. It liberated me, you know, Agreed. and I've had women actually come to me after reading my poetry and my words and even listening to the show. And like, you know, they'll DM me or something like, man, you really did something for me there. I needed that, you know, and keep doing what you're doing. So. I mean, I kind of respond to to it that way. If I had to respond to it any other way, it would probably be the same. It is what it is. I really don't, you know, there's yeah, nothing I can do about how you feel. I'm sorry. Exactly. exactly. Either, either buy it or you don't, right? Sip, yeah. sip from my spirits and awaken my abyss. Don't hold back. Lose your mind in it. Savor oh. my sweet honey. Savor my sweet honey. Make a home my waist. Make me think of the next time. My kitty is in your face. <sighs> yes. Yeah. So that's what I want. That's what I want. That's exactly what I want. And 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 I'll say that that's my um that's my favorite position. Oh wow. So Ooh. mine too. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, I know. I know the wonderful world of poetry. <laughs> I know, right? I'm, it's like there, there's so much that can be said without saying it, you know. It I, 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 I do like punchy poetry where you speak to you speak to the pussy and the dick, and the, and I, I love a good punchy poem, mm-hmm. but when you see a poem that you can mix and you can twist the words and, and be all intimate and seductive. I mm-hmm. use ordinary, I use ordinary words that people, you know, you go read it twice or three times, and when you get it, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, 
yeah, that's what you want. You want them to think about it. Think about it. And yeah. just like you were saying with the big words, even if you don't get the word, you can look it up and then it'll be even more meaningful to you after that. It's true. It's true. How do you feel about sexuality and spirituality? Um, I usually find myself linking the two in my poetry because as far as I am in my former life, as people who've watched, listened to the podcast mm -hmm. long enough would have known, in a former life, I was a practicing Christian and therefore, and I did everything from choir all the way up to leading churches. The only thing I actually haven't done is become ordained. Mm -hmm. um, that being said, and I remember people always asking me, like, how could you come from that to this? And I'm like, why is there a difference? Mm -hmm. There's sex and God. Sex and God. God says, God says, um, He created my image. What does that mean? One one way to think about it is that we are creators, just like He is. Um, mm -hmm. And but also the energy. Even if you don't follow the Christian tradition, mm -hmm. sexual energy. God energy, creative energy, all one and the same, mm -hmm. all one and the same. You know, how, that's what I think about it. What do you yeah. think? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think, um, like I say, you have to work from the inside out. You know, if you want to truly connect and know someone um, for who they really are, you have to go beyond the physical. Um, you have to dig a little deeper into them. In fact, uh, that's the only way really to obtain that thriving and unmatchable force that happens between two people. If I, if I have ever at one point tasted your mind and learned your soul, when it's time for us to go and have sex and be intimate, it will form something no one else could ever match. It'll form a bond that is so major and so powerful that anything that came or tried to attack that situation, it wouldn't even penetrate. And that's why I, 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 I tie sex and sexuality together because it goes beyond the surface. It definitely does. It's an inner thing. And when you connect with the inside of someone, mm -hmm. wow, you know, yeah. it's just, uh, it's, 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 it's unexplainable almost. You become tied in like the most powerful way possible. And a it's lot of people... <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of people aren't privy to that benefit, you know, for some odd reason, people want to get rid of the sacred bond. It's just, you know, eh, we're two people, we're lovers, you know, whatever. But me, I have to, I'm a sapiosexual. I have to, you know, meet you on an intellectual level. I have to meet you on a spiritual level. You know, I need to know what you look like inside. And it's that true. brings out so much more seduction and Mm -hmm. great sex and just everything you know it just really brings out you us in a highest in our highest forms possible and um that that you know the universal law like i said well we talked about this earlier but that's exactly why i'm gonna say that uh there's so much disconnect and strife in relationships mm -hmm. today because we don't learn you know we don't learn people we don't connect to the deepest parts of them so when we operate on that force you know, that outside surface, it's, it's illegitimate. And, you know, the, the universal law is love. And when we don't know how to love, we probably won't know how to have 
sex correctly because it won't hold any meaning. You know, you're just doing it. And it's cool to just do it for the pleasure. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I'm not going to say anything, you know, a one night stand, whatever, if that's what you want to do. But I'm talking about from a spiritual standpoint, you want that force to be so powerful and magnetic that, I mean, you just, you just rock each other's worlds and you become tied in a place that calls for great sex every time. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. I mean, I, 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 as some people were saying, no lies detected, no lies detected. (laughs) It is the truth. It is the truth. I mean, I've, I've been in a position where, I've paid for sex. I've gone to, you know, gone to gone to the red light district and paid for sex, went into the strip club, ended up paying for sex. And I'll be honest, there was one or two that mm-hmm. were actually that actually I think they knew they knew what they were doing, I guess you could say. And they and there was there was a level of connection there. Mm-hmm. But but most of the time it felt like what it was, a transaction. Mm-hmm. And I, I just got to the place where I realized if it is, if it feels like a transaction to me, I just can't do it. Um, even mm-hmm. if I'm not actually paying for it, even if I'm not, even if I'm not actually paying for it, but there's no connection between me and you, mm-hmm. it ain't gonna work. It it's ain't gonna not, work. Like, it's not. Mm-mm. I mean, I can understand and I'll veer slightly into saying this. Um, I have, I've, I have an episode of The Wet Spot where I, I gush about this um, this show, this reality show that I that used to show on Showtime. I love this show. Mm. This show uh-huh. is called this show is called Jigglos. Mm. Jigglos. I I I I binged watched all six seasons of Jigglos. Oh boy. I saw it after it. I saw it on a on a streaming service, and I binge watched all six seasons because it was the it was a reality show mm-hmm. based on based on Jigalo. It's based on a company called Cowboys and Angels. Mm. Um, Cowboys and Angels is a male escort service, and it was and it goes through the life and careers. Of these five guys in this um in this in this in this in this escort service. And it it shows well, it showed one thing it showed me is that they understood, even although they're escorts, this is their job. They understood that it is not just physical. They, they all understood it and it came out in different ways. But what they said when, you know, when they're talking, you know, how um, reality shows go when they're talking to the camera and they switch, it switches to a scene and they're talking to the camera. When they're talking to the camera and then, you know, they're saying things like, I, I had to try to, ex- I had to try to find my way to connect with this person. She wasn't, attract- she wasn't attractive to me physically, but she paid me. You know, mm-hmm. one guy said. So she paid me to have an experience. So mm-hmm. my goal, my thing is, I had to find somewhere to connect with her to be able to go through with the, the with the job. Mm-hmm. I had already been paid, mm-hmm. you know. And so when you look and when you look at it, what they are doing, what an escort is doing, is 
providing an experience, whether male or female. The escort is providing the, an, an experience for the client that the client is that the client requests. The client has a fantasy, or the or the client has a particular desire. Uh-huh. And can't get the desire done, can't find anyone to pr- pursue the desire with, or maybe they are afraid of showing that outside. So they go to, you know, some some of these people have traveled from other states, uh-huh. you know, and obviously in a position where no one else knows them. So they can do what they have to do without being judged, you know. Yeah. But right. but the fact, I, one thing I loved, one thing I loved about um about about particular yeah it was because they had connects they were connecting and that showed me the same thing that how I felt wasn't I didn't feel like I was alone anymore. I had to connect. I have to connect with you for me to feel and and on another level I personally feel like because I connect with a lot of people online because of my poetry, I also find that you have to connect with me on my words before you see me in person. And that's uh-huh. what a lot that's what that's what that's what gets a lot of people into my inbox because they they connect with my words and then you know they, they want to know more because it's an intellectual thing. Uh-huh. It's it's deeper than the physical, you know? Oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I feel I feel really sad in a sense, to be honest, for those who cannot go past the physical aspect and it's just about the physical. Right, right. right. You know, I have a poem. I have a poem, and I'll say this, and then we'll move on to another thing. But I have a poem called "Oops," where, um, depending on how I feel, I might read. I might read it at the beginning of this episode. And by the time you hear me talk about this, I might have read it at the beginning of the show. But we'll see how I feel. Um, but this poem called "Oops" was was was. I'll say quickly that I wrote it because I had overheard. Two people, two girls, two two women saying to themselves after one of my performances that had they, that the words that I spoke had them tingling, but because I was not cut like um, the rock, I wasn't I wasn't a mask, I wasn't um, muscular, tall and muscular like a like, uh-huh. like another uh, like another wrestler, another um, you know another actor. Or maybe maybe um, um, the guy who played the guy who played um, Killmonger in in um, Black Panther, you know, um, because I then because I don't look like that. I'm I guess I guess you could say I have a pretty I have a I guess I have a dad bod pretty much. Um, I do need to exercise a little bit more maybe, but you know, when I saw that when I heard that it pissed me off because I said, "What does an erotic poet look like?" Huh. That's that's the whole purpose of that poem. What does the erotic poet look like? And you, I said to them in the poem, you are missing out. Uh, I'm paraphrasing, but you're missing out on the ride of your life from my tongue mm. because you are looking at the super, your superficial. Is like, oops, your superficiality is showing. You mm-hmm. pull down, pull down the slip. The superficiality is showing. So I mean, people people do this kind of shit all the time, and they look at people and they just gauge them and 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 judge them by their appearances alone, and they can't, they shouldn't, you know, they mm-hmm. should. No, they shouldn't because you can't really tell what uh, 
a erotic poet looks like. You can't tell what a person who's really into eroticism looks like. I mean, you you really would never know unless you know. <laughs> exactly, exactly. No, um, I see, I see, um, I see. A, a, a the book is created by Venus Publishing, and it's mm-hmm. spelled very, it's very, it's spelled. It looks to me like it's spelled like your name, V E E N U uh N U S Venus Publishing. So mm-hmm. is that your company? That is my company. That is my company. I am Venus Publishing and Venus Publishing is me. <laughs> <laughs> Understood. How did that start? Well, like I say, I've always written. Um, but well, when I began writing, let's say that to uh, actually publish was actually about five years ago. Mm-hmm. And I tried my hand at traditional publishing, you know, but me being who I am, I don't I, I don't like to be in a box. And I feel like my work is my work and I want it done my way and I wanted to give the message I wanted to give. So mm-hmm. I, I said to myself, you know what? I can do this. I can do this all on my own. And I started researching how to start a publishing company, you know, and how to license it and how, you know, what is it that I need? And I just word played off of my name and called mm-hmm. it Venus Publishing, you know, mm-hmm. um, Venus being, um, I guess, you know, that's a, a old tell that people say about women in Venus have, mm-hmm. you know, a connection. So I just word played off of it and it was founded Mm -hmm. in 2019 officially, you know, Mm -hmm. founded in 2019. So, so far, you know, being that it's still fairly new, I have published a few books under the company so far and Mm -hmm. I have four I'm working on right now that are coming out, you know, in the next year to two years. So it's, it's Venus publishing was started because I wanted to publish my way, um, and that's just really the the it for it. I just wanted to do it my way. And so I I decided that I need to give the world or even future writers a way to publish without having to go, you know, the traditional route. So, just, yeah, there we have Venus. So do you have any other authors at the moment or you're just publishing your own books right now? Um, I have I have a few actually. Um, I have a young author, um, so I'm gonna do some youth books, and then mm-hmm. I have adults that are also writing um, different biographies, urban fiction, um, manuals, you know, self help manuals, and that sort of thing. So I'm put, I'm getting it together. It's a lot of work. Just one book alone is a lot of work, but well, you know, I, I'm getting it together. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you, I know, I know, I know, because I'm running, we can actually work together because I'm an editor and I edit, my company edits books. So like, if you need something to help you edit the books that you are putting up, you know, we can this This thing here between you and I is going to work. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Definitely could use an editor. I, I, yeah. I mean, just having so many hats and editing being such a big job. I, I know, would definitely right? love to connect on that on that tip. For sure, for sure. Because you need you have edit you have work to be edited. I, I need work to edit. So <laughs> we can there, there we go. There we go. <laughs> I need more I need more clients. So yeah, this is it. This is it. All well right. for sure. 
for sure we'll definitely talk about this after um after the show um but what else is coming up i mean well you have more books you're talking about that but what else do you have planned um professionally oh we didn't even talk about the sex educator yet okay we can do that quickly because i see my time running rolling up um but I want, i'm gonna ask the question first what's happening next what's what's gonna happen next what um, do you have whoa so many things so 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 many things however i enjoy the element of surprising others i will yes. say though um i don't want to give too much away but i will say it involves a more expressive more bolder side of sheena lb and oh, yeah so just <laughs> stay tuned stay tuned and you won't be disappointed well, definitely, we, I, I will be definitely staying tuned because what I see here in this book is hot as France. And so I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> thank if you, it, thank you. And, and if it getting hotter, I, just put me in the fire, baby girl. Just put me in the fire. If it hotter, <laughs> put me in the fire. Are you ready? I um, will do. I will do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do that. Just for you. <laughs> are you ready? Are you ready? All right, before we wrap up, um, like I said, we, you have so many different hats that this one skid by me and I didn't actually mention it, but sex educator. Um, tell me about that. Well, I became a sex educator because, of course, you know, I love sex, you know, <laughs> and people people need to be educated on the proper and safe way to do it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you know, like I was talking about the spirituality and religion, when you know the anatomy of your partner and like mm -hmm. those specific areas and how to do it correctly, you know, it makes the interaction all the more glorious. So that's why I became the educator for it because people have sex all the time, but they're not doing it right because you have so many women who still say, you know, they're not truly being satisfied, you know, and they don't want to make their partner feel bad. And you have men, you know, who, you know, of course, you're going to get to the point of ejaculation, but it really wasn't that wow factor. So mm -hmm. I got into sex education to just teach people those different areas. You know, for instance, I'll use this as an example, you know, like hygiene, um, knowing what is good for the body. Mm -hmm. Everything mm -hmm. doesn't belong in the vagina. So I teach what does, what's okay to go to it, go into the vagina and how to get um a better result from that whatever you use and how to manipulate those erogenous zones how to find those zones on the male and female um and as well as seduction from the spiritual standpoint so that's that's what my sex education is about i teach things that people don't really you know think about and people come back and say hey you know i tried that little thing with that little thing and my gosh you know, she shot off like a waterfall or, you know, so mm -hmm. that's what I teach. I teach how to get it done the right way. <laughs> well, so here, we, here we go. We definitely, we will talk about the other things, but you got to come back on the show and speak specifically to that. Absolutely. That, Absolutely. That I want to know. I am going to walk next time. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm gonna be walking with a book and a pen, and and I will be, I'll be, I'll be taking notes because I always want to know more. And so, definitely, we are gonna talk. We're gonna find another time for you to come back on the show and have another conversation. This time, um, with the sex educator hat to the fore. We spent more time talking about other things, and especially um, the book. But 
I want to give you the floor to give you the opportunity to talk about this because like I, like you said, it is something that is necessary. It is mm-hmm. something, especially to, um, I speak a lot to women, but I really like the idea of educating us as men on how to, how to right. seduce how to seduce how to seduce um correctly you know how to approach correctly how how to know what to do because you know i mean my poetry can only take you so far you know i can take you to the door but you need to know how to get with what to do when you get in you know Mm -hmm. so i'm all for education and i mean i'm a man so teach me teach me please (laughs) <laughs> oh yes absolutely I, I'll be happy to <laughs> I'd be happy to yes so yes as I said this has been Passion Poet we've been talking to we've been talking to a sex educator we've been talking to author poet we've been talking to multifaceted businesswoman Sheena L.D. Um, now that I've known she is the owner of Venus Publications um, Venus Publishing and you know definitely this has been fun. This has been fun, you know? So I'm really, really grateful you came on. Thank you so much once again. Tell people how to find you before we leave. Yes, and thank you. I, I've had a great time. Um, thank you for joining me, and I enjoyed hanging out with you. Mm-hmm. I can be found at www.sheenalv.com um, forward slash contact if you want to send me a message. Um, as well as uh, Instagram, you can message me there at Sheena LV. Um, I'm on Clubhouse as well at Sheena LV. And um, I actually do a club on there called Poets in a Pod on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Central Time. So, you know, um, I'm all over the Internet. If you uh, Google Sheena LV or however you search, you'll find a way to contact me. And again, right. I thank you for having me. That's fine. No, I, I'll just say before we leave. I don't like y'all Apple users. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> a lot of people say that. I know <laughs> it is it's so bad because I think that's so unfair because Android has amazing products. In fact, I'm actually I prefer Android over Apple, but the world is actually <laughs> fixed to operate with Apple now. And it's just like, you know. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, roll with it. <laughs> It's, it's like, I hear about all this club hosting and they want to see what's going on and then, nope, you got to have Apple. I'm like, fuck y'all. Like, <laughs> uh, you sound like so many people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hear I'm, that they're supposed to um, eventually branch out. I don't know when. I don't know, you know, how long that's going to be, but... Um, but yeah. the time by the time they're ready, all my locks will be fully gray. I ain't about that, you know. <laughs> by, the time, by the time they're ready, the gray and my locks will be full. They're like, gonna have a full hair head of white hair, and I, you know, cause they're gonna be taking forever. I want, um, I want to, I want to see what's going on with this this club hosting too, man. Yeah, it- <laughs> you're missing out. It's so great. It's so great. It's like a networking gold mine. I mean, whatever you want to get into, poetry, business, podcasting, what it, whatever you name it, there's a a place and somewhere to talk to someone about it it's just amazing nice 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 i am going to see if my the 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 iphone that my mother gave me a couple months ago and we'll probably try to figure out if i can figure out how to get that shit to work because if i can get it to work i will get it to work just for the couples (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, and I, I have an invite for you because it is invitation only. So if you do do that, uh, just let me know and I'll get you in. No problem. Thank you. Well, like once again, this has been Pastor Poy and this has been another episode of The Wet Spot. And I am like right now, I'm, I'm going to go off this phone and I'm going to look for my iPhone. I'm going to look for this iPhone and I'm going to figure this shit out. So while I do that, you guys can check out Sheena, uh, Sheena LV and see you next week on another episode of the podcast. This has been Passion Point and we are out. Later. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Wet Spot. I have been your host, Passion Poet. You can find me on Instagram at Bajan.passionpoet. That's B-A-J-A-N dot P-A-S-S-I-O-N-P-O-E-T. You can also find us at The Wet Spot Podcast. That's wet with two T's. The dot wet with two t's dot spot dot podcast also on instagram don't forget to sign up to our mailing list and check out the other episodes thank you once again let's get wet